much. Welcome to the Oscars. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone who's nominated. And here are the nominees for Best Director. And now, here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. Here are the outstanding nominees for performance by an actor in a leading role. Here are the nominees for performance by an actress in a leading role. So here are the nominees for Best Picture. And the winner is Sally Field in Places in the Heart. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for putting me through what you put me through. But I'm here and I'm happy. <laughs> um, I just want to, oh, here we go. Okay, uh, the studio, I love you. And Cameron Crowe and uh, Tom Cruise. I love you, brother. And the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. <laughs> What did you do? Hello. It's the Alternative Oscars, a.k.a. the Anders and Adamy Awards. Each episode, we pick a different year in Oscars history and attempt to correct the record, stripping the undeserving of their garlands while recognizing those who were cruelly overlooked. This time, we will be casting our eye back to... The 62nd Academy Awards, held in March... No, sorry, held uh, held at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion on March 26th, 1990, recognizing films released in 1989. The host was Billy Crystal, one of the many times that he hosted the Oscars. I think he hosted nine times, nine times he hosted. Well, it's, it's Billy Crystal, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, he's, it's like, he's, he's like a sort of heir to Bob Hope. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah. We're in uh, we're in 1989 slash yeah. 1990. Yeah, um, again, again, this was like a very controversial year for Best Picture. Like the last, yes. like the last yes. episode was also kind of a controversial one, and kind of shows that the Academy kind of has a long way to go. I would say this is even more controversial. Really? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. This is even this is even worse than last time. So we'll get to that. But um, so um, so yeah, Billy Crystal. Hollywood, March 1990. Uh, it's during the Bush administration. We've had a um, long time with Republican presidents. Uh, so I imagine the politics in America is pretty shite at this moment in history, but, um, you know, that's not saying much. Um, so um, it gets better. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then it gets much, much worse. Um, so, so anyway, um, it's, a, it's an era of... Um, of there's a lot of feelings, shall we say, going around. Uh, Nirvana are uh, in the, you know, are making music, uh, and uh, and there's, you know, the the the, the Seattle scene is going to take over the world. Um, so um, it was uh, the yeah. it was the year when they gave the the honorary awards to Akira Kurosawa. Well, they should have given him the fucking proper Oscar for Ran in whenever it was 1985. Yeah, I think they. I mean, it's the same with like, I mean. The, the, in the, the in the last episode, I forgot to mention because Robert Altman got the honorary Oscar that year, and he never won Best Director at all. I would have given it to him for The Player or Nashville or any of the other great films that he did. Yeah, well, this is why we're doing this project. We're going back in time, and we are, as I say, time tinkering, and we are going to fix the fuck ups of the Oscars. Yeah. And speaking um, and speaking of Spike Lee, I think he also does have an honorary Oscar. I'm not too sure. I might be wrong about that. Well, um, yeah, well, you just uh, gave away what the big controversy this year is, but that's fine. People probably realized um, as we were talking about it. Uh, but before we get to Spike, 
what's uh, what's down at the uh, what's down there in the technical Oscar category? Yeah, so best sound. Uh, they they had best sound and best sound effects editing. They hadn't had sound editing and sound mixing yet. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade won for sound effects and editing. Mm-hmm. Over films like uh, Black Rain, directed by Ridley Scott, and Lethal Weapon Two. Well, that's hard to argue with, isn't it? So yeah, let's leave it with Indiana. Yeah, and best sound went to Glory, the uh, Edward uh, Edward uh, Schwick film. Well, I, to be honest, what do you what do you think about giving best sound to do the right thing? I mean, it's like it's such a soundscape. It's such an exciting. Um, the whole sound is so important to that film, music and the sound of the streets and the sound of sirens and don't you think? Yeah, I definitely would have given it to that. I, I just, just let's I, let's be honest. Glory is also a bit of a driving mistake. <laughs> so, a little bit, you know, yeah. Um, should, should we should we should we give it to to? I mean, let's just let's just be honest here. Do the right thing is one of the greatest movies of our lifetime or of my lifetime, and yeah. um, and it deserves it, surely it deserves best sound over fucking glory. Yeah, I definitely think it does. Um, All right, so let's give it let's strip glory of best sound and give it to do the right thing. Yes, definitely. It was the year where Little Mermaid won the best original song for Under the Sea. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Oh, also, we didn't really bring this up in the last episode, but we're not doing best foreign film because you consider it a bullshit award. Yeah, it's bullshit. It should be if the film should be considered. All the films should be considered from all countries and um, patronizingly putting films that aren't in English in their own category while rewarding films like fucking Driving Miss Daisy is idiotic so um yeah that's my opinion um and um yeah it was that thing anyway, in the gold, and it was a non-english non, non films have won oscars before i mean like look at parasite yeah i know i was just about to bring up bong joon ho because he did say at the golden globes he, he i can't remember exactly i'm not sort of paraphrasing what he said but he's he he was sort of saying if you guys can get over this whole thing about reading subtitles you're just gonna you're opening yourself up to like so many great films and it just so you know i mean I watched one of the films that was nominated for best foreign language film last year, which lost to um, another round, uh, Talk, which was the film uh, Quo Vadis Aida, which is a powerful and emotionally like draining film. But like, and the performances in that film were could have easily gotten nominations. And it's like, it, and they just sort of, and I feel like foreign language films sometimes just, you know, they just feel like, oh, you're, this is a great film. We'll just give it the best foreign language film Oscar and not look at any of the other things that, that we could give nominations to. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. They um they they don't they use it's too much of an excuse to reward less good films that have been made in um in the US. So um so yeah, so we're not looking at that. But what about um what about so best original song? And no problem with that. We've given best sound to do the right thing. What about cinematography? Uh, Freddie Francis won it for uh, Glory. But why is Glory getting all these awards? Glory's not that good looking. What are the other nominations? Uh, the Abyss. I probably would have given it to The Abyss. Uh, Born on the 4th of July. Uh, the Fabulous Baker Boys and Blaze. So you want to give it to The Abyss? Born on the 4th of July. Actually, no, no. The Abyss. The Abyss. The, the, the fucking underwater shots are amazing. And um, I'm surprised no one drowned on that movie because everybody just had like emotional breakdowns while trying to make that movie it's a great film all right so um what about the uh, writing so uh dead poet society won for best screenplay written directly for the screen aka best original screenplay over 
Crimes and Misdemeanors for Woody Allen. Sex, Lies, and Videotape for Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Harry Met Sally for Nora Ephron. And Do the Right Thing for Spike Lee. Fucking do the right thing, assholes. And give it to do the right thing. As much as I love Dead Poet Society, do the right thing should have fucking got it. All right, this is going to be a very easy <laughs> round. So we're just going to go through and give the Oscar in every category to do the right thing. All right, uh, best adapted screenplay. <laughs> okay, Driving Miss Daisy won. Mm-hmm. Other nominations? Uh, the, the other nominations were Born of the Fourth of July for Oliver Stone and Ron Kovic, based on Ron Kovic's autobiography. Uh, Enemies, a love story, a Paul Marzorski film. Never heard of it. Field of Dreams, proud of that. Yeah. And uh, My Left Foot, the movie, not My Left Foot. Well, that's supposed to be very good. Yeah. Should we just give it to that? Yeah, I also mean, I, I mean, mean, we haven't seen it. What, what, what do you think? We, maybe we should give it to something we've actually seen. I mean, for, for me, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Field of Dreams, if I was being really like flag wavy and like, yeah, baseball. But uh, I probably would have given it to Born on the 4th of July because it's a very, um, it's a very good movie. All right, let's give it to Born on the 4th of July then. Yeah. So best supporting actor, Denzel Washington for Glory. Uh, he won it, yeah. Uh, who are the other nominations? Uh, Danny Aiello for Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd for Driving Miss Daisy. Didn't realize he was in that. Uh, Marlon Brando for a movie called A Dry White Season. What? What? <laughs> Fuck it, are you making this up? No, I'm not making this. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I was on a called My Left Home. It's not It's it's a film that's set. It's sorry, I can't. My film, obviously. It's not in the top five. I could have been a No, Anders, come on. Let's stop doing Brando. So he was in the dry white. What? Suit? A, a dry white season. It's a film set in South Africa in the 1976, and it deals with apartheid. Oh, God. That sounds unbearable. <laughs> What's wrong with this year? Okay. Can't believe you've got that driving this days in glory and do the right thing all in the same year and do the right thing gets nothing. <laughs> it also starred Donald Sutherland's uh, Donald Sutherland, Susan Sarandon, uh, Jorgen Prognov, uh, Prognow, and Michael Gammon. Oh, <laughs> that sounds sounds like quite the film. Okay. Um, it was directed by a, a I'm sorry if I'm going to get her name wrong. Uh, name wrong. Sorry, uh, Yusan Palsi. From who's a uh, who's a fil- is a film director from uh, Martinique, the French West Indies. Wow! And her films, okay. from what I've re- read on Wikipedia, they do deal with themes of race, gender, and politics. Okay. Um, well, maybe we should watch a dry white a dry white season then. Um, literally, never heard of it. That's amazing. Okay. Um, so, um, would well, you want to hear my pick? Yeah. Was well, Ozzy Davis for Do the Right Thing? Yeah, what, what I would have given it to him definitely. All right, well, so 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 yeah, okay. This is this is also pretty fucking predictable. Anyway, yeah. uh, so Ozzy Davis for Do the Right Thing gets uh, Best Supporting Actor. Sorry, Denzel, uh, but Denzel Washington, just as a side note, should have won for another Spike Lee film, uh, which is Malcolm X. So yeah, he should have won. He should. I mean, yeah, congratulations for winning it for Training Day. Uh, but Malcolm X, more, much more well deserved. Yes. Uh, so okay, so we're giving it to Ozzy Davis. I'm sure Denzel Washington wouldn't mind. Uh, Ozzy Davis is an absolute legend. Um, yeah. I saw him in a film the other day. Um, 
called No Way Out, not the Kevin Costner film, uh, with um, Sidney Poitier and Richard Widmark. And um, he's he's uncredited in it. And he's in the film, he's married to Ruby Dee, who's also in Do the Right Thing. Yeah. I just bought um, No Way Out on Blu-ray. Oh, it's a good film. Um, I assume, again, you're talking about the... Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Sidney Poitier film, not the Kevin Costner film, which has a really stupid twist at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, supporting actress. Yeah, so the act, the Oscar went to Brenda Fricker for My Left Foot. I haven't seen it. Um, so Miss Fricker, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. She I'm very was, sorry. Um, she was, uh, she's the, um, she's the pigeon woman in uh, Home Alone 2. The pigeon lady one? Oh, yeah. I don't want to take away her Oscar. Okay, well, who else is, who else won? I, I do kind of uh, want to take Angelica Houston, uh, sorry, Angelica Houston for Enemies, a love story. Is this enemies the love story thing? I've not heard of that. Lena Olin for enemies the love story. What is this film? And why do two <laughs> people get nominated? Who the fuck is Lena? Lena Olin? Lena what? Lena Olin. She's a Swedish actress. Oh, Jesus. She's okay. she's been in a few of um of uh Bergman's films like Fanny and Alexander and After the Rehearsal. Okay. All right. I'm just not very cultured then. All right. What if, um... any, if anyone if anyone has seen Fanny and Alexander, she plays Rosa in that film. Mm. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Julia Roberts for Steel Magnolias. Oh, come on. And uh, Diane Weist for uh, Parenthood, the Rodden Howard, Steve Martin film. Right. Well, um, give me one good reason why Ruby D shouldn't win it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do the right thing. I would have given it to Ruby D as well. Okay. All right. So the do the right things. March to Oscar glory continues. Um, All right. Best actor. Best actor went to Sir Daniel Day-Lewis for My Left Foot. Mm, okay, There's, we're starting to get into the territory where people might deserve it here. Okay, so uh, next. Kenneth Branagh for Henry V. Tom Cruise for Born on the Fourth of July. One of his best performances. Doesn't get talked about enough. It's a great film. One of Oliver Stone's best movies. Watch it. It's pretty good. All right, so I see you, your your friend Tom is getting a shout out. Um, so, uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman for Driving Miss Daisy. Oh boy, yeah. And uh, Robert Williams for uh, Dead Poet Society. I probably would have given it. I mean, I haven't seen My Left Foot, and I'm, pro- I'm sure it's a great performance from Daniel Day Lewis. But I definitely would have given it to Dead Poet Society because it just it's just it's just such a fucking heartwarming film. Dead Poet Society. Okay, well, here's a name I've been wanting to throw into the mix because um, I don't understand why he's not in one of the other categories. Sean Connery. Yeah, for uh, Indiana Jones. And The Last Crusade. So everyone remembers that he got the Oscar for The Untouchables, which is not a very good... Well, it's an okay film. It's, no, it's a pretty good film, sorry. But his performance in it is not as good as his, as, as his performance as, um, as um, Henry Jones. Well, should he... I mean, we've given the supporting actor Oscar to Ozzy Davis, and I think he deserves it. Should Sean Connery should have been nominated for supporting actor. Sean Connery could should we, have been nominated. Yes. Could we have given him? Could we give him the lead? No, we can't give him the lead actor Oscar because he's not the lead. But it's still, he should have been in there. Yeah, yeah, he should have been in there. Junior, um, I, I thought, thought I lost, I your, lost boy. your boy. Oh God, I cry every time. Um, <laughs> Name the dog Indiana. Um, all right, so uh, you want to give it to Robin Williams? I'm fine with that. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a legend. He's, re- he's he's you know the late great Robin Williams. Yeah, fine. It, Go for it. I also wanted okay, looking at the films that were that came out in 1989, a few people who I would have given the nomination for best actor: uh, James Spader for Sex Lies and Videotape, 
um, Ed Harris for the Abyss. Well, Ed Harris, he, he's uh, he's going to get the best supporting actor for the history of violence in a few years. So he can hang on for a moment. Yeah, uh, Matt Dillon, Drugstore Cowboy. Mm-hmm. It's a good film, directed by uh, Gus Van Sant. Um, maybe Billy Crystal for When Harry Met Sally. Probably he. Well, he's hosting the Oscars, and also, what are you talking about, When Harry Met Sally? Surely, Robin Williams is is more deserving. Surely- Sean Connery. No, not winning, not winning. I was just saying nominated because it is, it is a good film. He doesn't get a nomination for that film. Don't be silly. You want to give it to Robin Williams? Yeah, I want to give it to Robin Williams. Fine. I'm happy with that. Best actress. So Jessica Tandy won for uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, sorry, Jessica. We're taking your award away. Who else has been nominated? Uh, Isabella Ajani for the film Camille Claudel. Jesus, I haven't seen that. It's a What's film. That? It's... Uh, it's directed by Bruno Newton. No. It's about the 19th century sculptor Camille uh, Claudel. And okay. uh, Gerard Depardieu is in the movie as well. Well, okay then. Um, who else? Pauline Collins for Shirley Valentine. I don't know. Jessica Lang, Music Box. Jessica Lang's very good, but I haven't seen Music Box. She's a great actress. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer for the fabulous Baker Boys, the movie that she did with the, the Bridges brothers. Okay, have you seen any of these films? No. Well, that's not very helpful. Okay, so, um, so, okay, so Jessica Tandy might end up being fine just because we don't have a good <laughs> contender. Um, Maybe I would have given it to Mia Farrow for uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Oh, God, I forget she's in that. You know, Angelica Houston's also very good in that film. And you know who else is very good in that film is Martin Landau. Yeah. He, well, he was nominated, I think. No, yeah, he was nominated. We forgot to we forgot to mention it when we were talking about the best supporting actors. And we, but we gave it to Ozzy Davis. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Martin. Sorry, Sean, Sean Connery. Um, okay, so I'm happy with that. So, best director. Yeah, that went to Oliver Stone for Born on the Fourth of July, his second best director Oscar. What was his first? Platoon. Platoon. Yeah. Right. Who else was nominated? Uh, Peter Weir no sorry uh, I'll just do it in order uh, Woody Allen for Crimes and Misdemeanors good film Peter Weir Dead Poets Society mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh Henry V oh yeah and uh, Jim Sheridan My Left Foot anyone missing from that list maybe Steven Spielberg for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade yeah I'm thinking about uh, you know what I'm talking about Spike Lee! Spike Lee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Spike Lee. I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, Spike Lee, best director. Fucking hell. Uh, so, any anything wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. I definitely would okay. have given it Spike Lee, best director. I mean, Spike Lee should have won best director from... He like, should have had people to carry the Oscars. There should have been... He shouldn't have had room in his arms to carry all the Oscars that do the right thing deserves. Okay, so yeah. uh, we're giving it to Spike Lee. Exactly. Now... Like last week, we have to go back and correct a Hollywood-owned goal. Um, yeah. Although this, the, the reason why I say it's more controversial is I think snubbing Spike Lee this year feels like a fuck you in ways that Crash doesn't. Giving it, when you, I have to be careful, like, you know, we're, we're both white people. We're privileged by, you know, we're privileged not to have experienced and been the victims of systemic racism around the world. So, you know, I am aware of that when I say the following. In 1989, like now, 
there are terrible problems in America and around the world with specifically anti-black racism. And a lot of that is based in class stuff as well. So it's, it's a horrible kind of racial apartheid allied to a sort of class system of like hard nosed, um, you know, Thatcher and Reaganomic sort of fueled capitalism. And, um, and you know, that, that actively victimizes non-white people. And I, you know, and you can think about South Africa and other countries as well. And you can think about all the issues in America with mass incarceration and policing, et cetera, et cetera, that have not gone away, but that were massive issues in, in 1989. And along comes Spike Lee and he makes a film that, more eloquently than most films, tells a story about the lived experience of black people in urban America. And Hollywood decides to make a film about people under, like learning to live together and be happy with one another in the, in, in, and sort of reconcile their differences in the, in the form of driving Nostasia. And just for good measure, it adds glory to the mix as well, which is a highly selective account of the uh, Civil War and, and Black people's, uh, Black soldiers' role within it. So what I think in, what I think this shows is a kind of like defensiveness of, you know, on the part of white America that is still there. Um, and a real unwillingness to recognize um, the issues and a kind of hostility towards them being pointed out. And so that's why I think the snub of do the right thing is particularly kind of hostile because it's, um, it's basically saying, shut up, you're, you've, you've, you've gone too far, get back in your box, Spike Lee, and let's go watch that nice cozy, nice, cozy movie about the racist grandmother who learns to like her fucking chauffeur. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Racist, racist Sorry, I'll get off my grandmother. <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox now. Yeah, I feel like just adding to that, I do feel like films like Driving Miss Daisy, The Help, Hidden Figures, that do get nominated for awards and everything like that, they do well, kind of that get... one about the butler and the what about the football one the blind side oh like, the blind side yeah there's so many films like all this white savior nonsense yeah there's Greenberg. a little there's a little bit of that and also just because like hidden figures is a good example even though it does talk about like you know the the work that they did for nasa and but it does sort of rewrite history and stuff because one of taraji p henson's character in the movie didn't watch the moon landing she wasn't allowed to and kevin costner's character who beats down this sign that says coloreds only and whites or whites only for the bathroom because it's like this whole thing about having her having to go across from one side of where she's working to the to the next to go use the bathroom and then he bashes down this whites only sign on the bathroom and then he yeah, says here's here's the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he and then he says here at nasa we pee the same color or something like that or really like quite well it depends how much that actually that's probably not true because some people are better hydrated than others and have you know different kind of yeah i know it's a very, and also but... the thing is kevin costner's character didn't exist wasn't a real guy and it, the, those sort of films fall into this category where it's a bit again like you said of uh, the sort of white savior nonsense but it does give a sense of like oh god we were so horrible to black people back in the 1960s oh thank god we're not like that anymore and and also yeah, right. like, like we could just it's a good thing that kevin costner came along and fixed that um, but also it's like you know it's the same thing that year when green book won best picture over black klansman a film which actually does accurately portray racism in the 1970s and actually shows 
hey guys, that shit's still kind of going on today when the way that the movie ends with all those right. video footage of what happened at uh, Charlottesville in 2017. The other thing is there's a fantasy element in here, which is this fantasy that white people have of becoming like mates with selective non-white people. Like, you look at Dances with Wolves as well, another Kevin Costner film does that same thing. It's like, I'm going to go and like cozy up to these people and like sort of voyeuristically like and you know live their life or like sort of vicariously live their life but then i'm gonna still stay beyond the color line like i'm not gonna fully commit to that life or to that like to what the understanding of the sort of comradeship or the community that i've formed with these people actually means um i'm not you know there's there's really a sense it's not just white savior but it's like the white narrative is still, you know, the dominant one in all of these films. Yeah. And um, the concessions that they have to make are infinitesimal, infinitesimally tiny compared to the concessions that a, a non-white person has to make just to exist in the world. Like the, 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 the attacks on their personhood and dignity that they have to endure every single day in my, myriad ways. And then we go like, well, it sure is nice that, he said that line about the P or that, you know, that she adopted this guy and he turned out to be really good at football or whatever, you know, I bet she still voted for fucking Trump, you know, like it's, it's just, it just sickens me. So, um, so that's why um, this, this issue of do the right thing. It's like, it's not just, Oh, ha, ha, ha. Hollywood doesn't like, you know, it doesn't like Spike Lee. It's like, it's so much more than that. Yeah. And also like reading a little bit about like when he was working with, I think it was Universal that distributed the film. They even actually suggested, could you have them hug at the end of the movie? And he was like, no, no, I'm not going to no. do that. Can you make racism go away, please, in your film? Because <laughs> if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, look about it. Look at it today with people like taking out critical race theory in schools and burning mouse oh, and God, Harry Potter and Twilight one. and everything like that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry to bring in real life things into the episode but it, it, it no 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 but this, it's in the same it's in the same narrative it's saying don't teach critical race theory which you know is a completely ridiculous argument because no one is actually teaching that in schools is the same as saying can they hug at the end of do the right thing so in that like please people you know by all means read more about this stuff and and write in if you disagree and then we can block you for being a racist um what's <laughs> what were the nominations for best picture and what won? <laughs> so driving miss daisy won <laughs> okay yeah uh born on the fourth of july was also nominated dead poet society was also nominated field of dreams was also nominated and my Jesus. left foot all right so I, th I feel like this is the field is the field where uh, the field of dreams is being dominated by a sort of set of films this year that do not necessarily include do the right thing but we are changing that um I would certainly have nominated Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as well because it's so yeah. much fun. Um, and um, any other contenders that you would have thrown in there? I may have put for, for, for best picture nominations. Yeah, do the right thing, of course. Um, the Abyss, because it's just a technical. Technically, it's like fantastic and sorry, it's incredibly moving as well. Like it's just a just a. Like, and I don't understand why it's sort of hidden in the Disney vaults and it's not being, 
redistributed and like getting re-looked at and having a new 4k version of the movie because it does deserve it and if you have a physical copy of the abyss hold on to it don't lose it because you're probably never you? gonna... what do you have one yeah i do it's well i don't have it here with me in all it's down with our at our mother's house but um but well, don't tell them that someone will go steal it well, well they don't know <laughs> okay 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 so so the abyss um so uh yeah i mean the the one that uh, it's it's not really awards worthy but one other film i really enjoyed from 1989 is powwow highway um and actually i, I still think, haven't you know seen it. it's on the criterion channel and i really want to watch I it i might have nominated i just to go back to supporting actor which is now becoming a very crowded category i think i would have nominated gary farmer yeah he was good i liked him but i still would have given it to uh, ozzy davis so uh should we just uh explode the uh, mystery around who we're going to give best picture to and just say uh, we're going to give it to do the right thing yep do the right thing so at that awards, it must be remembered that I can't remember what award she was presenting, but during the presentation of that award, Kim Basinger, 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 Basinger. you're Kim Basinger. Basinger. It's Basinger. It's Basinger. Yeah, Basinger. Kim Basinger got up and she said, basically, "Do the right thing" should have been nominated, and that it wasn't, and that's because Hollywood is racist. And uh, yeah, so she was right. Um, so yeah. yeah, do the right thing. Yep, do the right thing. Should have won it. And um, it is a fantastic movie. So the headlines, after we have traveled back in time and uh, tinkered with the history, now read, do the right thing, sweeps Oscars uh, at the um, at the 1990 Academy Awards. Uh, Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, Spike Lee all walk away with awards. Ruby D and Ozzy Davis recognized after decades of work in American cinema and deservedly see out their final years as, you know, celebrated figures. Um, and, um, and Spike Lee goes on to get even more money for his brilliant films. Exactly. And um, just when you say it like that, it gets really depressing. <laughs> uh, in, a, in, a, in a better world, he would have won. And Driving Miss Daisy is quietly forgotten and is now shown and reruns on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. I mean, also just like, I mean, also just like Morgan Freeman's performance is a little bit online with uh, what's her name? Sorry, from the, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, what, what, who? Hattie McDaniel from Gone with the Wind, it's a little bit on that sort of line. You know what I want to do next time? I want to travel back to 1939 or 1940, and I want to, now that we're on this, like, fix racist Hollywood Oscar history thing, I want to fix Gone with the Wind. I want to fix it good. Because 1939 was a great year for films. So do you want to do that next week? Should we set the time machine, the DeLorean for uh, 1939? Yeah, we should, and let's definitely do that. All right, well, uh, I have to go and uh, have dinner and uh, you have to go to bed. So I will see you soon, my friend. Well, uh, where can people find us? You can find us at Holmes Movies Pod. Um, I'll put in the Linktree link where we, you can check out the directories where you can find all our sort of podcast episodes and everything like that. Um, you can follow me at Fabricius91. Adam is the Northampton Dane. We're both on Instagram. You can also... So, yeah, you can also... Sorry, you can also... You can also, you can also, you can also. <laughs> Are you broken? <laughs> Just it's like in Westworld, where it's like they, they, when the robots break down, like people come out and like take them back and refix them and then put them out again. Right. Anyway, you can well, also. You, you don't understand what I'm talking about because you haven't seen Westworld. No. Okay. So you can also send us an email at homesmoviespodcast at gmail.com. And you can also check out our blog which I think is also in the Linktree link, so you can check it out there. Um, I recently just wrote something about the new Scream movie, which you can check out and read. Really good movie. Great, great, great fun. 
fabulous. Yeah. Bye. Fight the power. Exactly. <laughs>